0: Welcome to Men Are Nuts, a podcast about mental health, emotional health, psychological health, physical health, awareness in men, women and society. First, it started with MEN, the acronym for Men Are Nuts. We have a very special guest on the show for you today. Where I am, it's very warm. In fact, it's very warm today. In fact, I'm sweating at the moment. It's about about 32 at the moment. Um, And he's smiling. I don't know if if that's envious or he's you know he's kind of gritting his teeth and smiling and thinking oh i wonder you know wh- why are you there and why i'm here and he's i think he's drinking a hot drink can you introduce yourself mm-hmm. absolutely what's that can you introduce yourself
1: yeah absolutely uh my name is nico Lagan. i am well what we were discussing before i think i'm your first vegan guest so i am a vegan podcaster i'm also a vegan life coach which means um I do help people transition from uh, omnivore diet to a more vegan lifestyle and we can go into more details if you want, but it's, it's not just about food. I'm a big, big fanatic of the connection between the mind, body and spirit. So what you consume will affect the way your brain operates and at the same time the way your spiritual self will behave as well so i think diet the the vegan diet is one of the pillars yeah. to become um for lack of a better term a better person
0: yeah and the, re- and the reason why i spoke about the weather you're in you're in not so warm climates at the moment where are you where are you based
1: uh i'm uh, about an hour outside of montreal canada i am a bit to the north it is as we were discussing before we started recording it's Oof, it's probably minus. I would say it's minus ten Celsius right now. I don't know if you work in Fahrenheit yeah, or in yeah, Celsius, 10, but yeah. so yeah, minus ten, and there's snow. It's cold, so I'm wearing a sweater, and yes, I'm drinking tea right now because <laughs> it is cold.
0: <laughs> yeah, you came on, and I saw the I saw the and I thought, oh, that must be tea. And I, when he said mention Canada, oh yeah, that definitely is tea. It's keeping warm. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we have the. The fireplace running, we heat most of the house with uh, firewood, so it, it, it gives it a certain uh, a certain distinction. I love winter just so that I can run the fireplace, but that's it. I don't like <laughs> the snow. I'm not a fan. Not a fan.
0: <laughs> and so, t- just tell them about you. You mentioned you living in a in a you say on a hill or <laughs> um, it, um you know almost isolated. I don't know if you say isolated, uh-huh. but yeah, is it isolated?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm absolutely isolated. It's. Uh, I started I worked in three of the biggest Canadian cities. I'm a. i am I work in sales. I'm a. I'm what we call a sales engineer. Right. So I work for a big telecommunication company, and I. My job's to meet customers and figure out what their technical needs are. So in 2019, I think I met with two. I think I had 250 face-to-face meeting in that year, yeah, yeah. and over the past 10 years i lived in toronto montreal and ottawa which are three of the four biggest cities in canada yeah. and when this whole pandemic happened i decided i'd move to uh, to my cottage since everything was on lockdown i figured why not go i come from a tiny tiny town like maybe two uh, thousand people live there so i decided to go back to a small town about two thousand people and i live outside of that town right. So yeah, I took a conscious decision to isolate myself because there are, there were some growth and personal work that I needed to do. <clears throat> and I don't think there's a better way, or I don't think there's any other way to do it than isolating yourself. This is where you're capable of really getting to know what
0: you are. Yeah, yeah. And we'll talk about that a bit later. So can you give them a... Can you give the listeners a bit of an insight as to how much snow? <laughs> I'm laughing because, the, the, I mean, I hate this I hate the cold, you see, and I hate the snow. Uh-huh. So um, just kind of give them an insight for the people who don't know Canada and where you are. What's it like to live there? And what's, how much, you know, in the winter, what's it like right now? Even though you said there's how much snow, what's it like to live there? Uh would say
1: that we get, well, where I'm at, we probably get three, four, oh yeah, three or four feet of snow. Like at least three feet for sure. Yeah, yeah. And it gets, oof, we get some minus 30s, minus 35 yeah. degrees Celsius. Oh yeah. Like one thing that most people don't realize, Canada has the biggest shift of uh, opposite of temperature. So if you look at our winters, we'll get some minus 35 sometimes colder and in the winter and in the summer we'll get some 35 degrees celsius so we have like a 65 to 70 degree temperature span between our wow. our summer and our winters
0: wow so have you ever done have you ever done <laughs> that experiment the show on i've seen that experiment is it siberia where they, where they get the hot water and the throat outside outside the window and uh, no the i've never
1: done it I, i'd rather get my hot body in the cold a cold water stream that I do
0: though (laughs) 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 oh Oh. gosh so you lived in a city and is the city warmer would you say is it it city warmer Uh, when you were were?
1: yeah well yes because most of the cities well at least Montreal and Toronto are very close to the US yeah so they're pretty much as south as they can be I think from Montreal, it's about an hour drive to get to the US, yeah. and Toronto is very similar. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely it's definitely warmer in Toronto than it is in Montreal, yeah. and Montreal is warmer by a probably five or yeah five degrees than where I am
0: right now. Yeah. And how would you compare? Um, you know, you, you, I'm presuming you're Canadian. I mean, you're born there. Yeah. How would you compare yeah. Canada? Because obviously, over the years, living where I am and I see, watching s- sports or whatever it may be, this rivalry, uh, what this thing is between America and and Canada. What what's the difference? What's the difference for people out there that you know out there listening? What's the difference? What would you say the differences are? And how did that kind of rivalry kind of? That's
1: a good question because I don't know that there's that much difference anymore. Like we're very very. We're extremely similar. I think the biggest difference between the U.S. and Canada is we're both. We have more social programs, if we can call them that. Right. Like our education system is not as expensive; it's subsidized a lot by the government. Yeah. Same thing for healthcare. Yeah. Um, but except for that, there's not there's not that many difference anymore. We are as on as the Americans. Really? So we're very. Oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, absolutely. The average person here is not very healthy. I think they say that one out of three people is going to have either heart issues or uh, diabetes. So that's a lot. And they say that one out of three Canadian slash American is overweight. So we don't have that much differences between us and them anymore. I don't know where the the rivalry comes from, probably just because we're neighbors. Because keep in mind that Canada and the U.S. Yeah. has the biggest border, like the biggest land border between two countries. Yeah. And our economy is really based on our relationship with them. Like oh, really? a lot of our goods and services are exchanged between, like they buy, for example, in Quebec, the province that I'm that I'm in, the U.S. buys a lot of our hydroelectricity. Right. So we do have a lot of... We, we do a lot of exchange of goods and services between the US and Canada. So that's probably why we have a rivalry just between like two two brothers or two neighbors that just wants to compete. But they tend to steal all of our best players either way. If you look at hockey, for example, we have the probably the best players on the planet and they keep on stealing from us. So it's probably just where it's... I think that's where it comes from because most of the Canadian players, they play for American teams. But then when the the olympics happen you get to play for the country that you're from right okay, so the right. canadians play the us and they play a lot of their teammates yeah, yeah. so i'm pretty sure that's where the rivalry
0: comes from yes yeah, so, um, and hockey is your ice hockey is your national sport isn't it
1: yeah absolutely it's our people here are absolutely nuts about hockey
0: yeah and and how for you are you are you a hockey fan or are you did you grow up in hockey or you not you're far removed from that
1: well like any Canadian most of us know how to skate we know how to well, how one. to play hockey but it's not I'm a big sports person I've been involved in sports my whole life yeah, yeah. but I'm more of a fighter I'm a martial artist right okay. I've been in martial arts for fifteen to twenty years now right okay. so I played competitive basketball then after college I decided I needed something else to push myself so I learned how to fight and i fought as an amateur i've been doing muay thai for about what 15 years i'm a certified instructor under the thailand government right, okay. to teach their to teach muay thai in canada so okay. i'm more of a martial artist i love fighting i'm a big big fan of fights
0: <laughs> we'll talk about that we'll talk about that as we as we go through um i know you know this is time allocated um because and you know, the, I mean, I spoke to you. Earlier, I mean, we spoke about the the podcast. The podcast is, as we know, it's just it's just talking about your kind of your kind of journey and what sort of things that you've gone through, to changes you made and 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 your lifestyle and to then become vegan, and and so and it's just a, your journey, your thoughts and your and life. And so, before we talk about that, how's the past year been for you and your family or people that around you? Like so you say, you you've isolated but in terms of the the virus and all these pandemic or whatever it is you know whatever your take on it is on is on it what's been your thoughts on the last year and, and where were you when it kind of first kicked in or started
1: well i'll start by where i was i was in toronto i was in the midst of investing in a uh, krav maga you know what krav maga is krav maga, the martial yeah. art so one of my buddies is from Israel, and he has a gym in Toronto. Unfortunately, he's not the best businessman. He's more of a a person that's a, one of the best teachers I've ever met, but he's not a great business person. So I was there revamping the gym and making it sure that it would make money instead of costing money. So when that happened, I was in the middle of destroying the gym. I was I've done a lot of renovations in my life, so I was in the midst of doing a renovation and then uh, they were talking about closing the borders between uh, the Ontario province and the Quebec province so I had to go back home if I wanted to be able to get back to Montreal so I left and then all this thing happened and that was back in March 2020 and I think that by April I had gotten rid of my place in the city (coughs) and I moved down to the country where I am, where I've been for, well, since April 2020 now,
0: yeah.
1: so, so what, for a year and a half.
0: So when you, when, when, in that time, in that month, what was you, what was your thoughts and what were you going through and, and, you know, were you watching news, I mean, are you a news watcher? What, what was going through your mind at that time for the, for that month?
1: I do, I, I am, I used at least to be an extremely political person. Like one of my aspires, one of the things I I aspire is to be in politics, but not the type of politics that we see today. Um, With that said, did I watch the news? Absolutely. I watched the news and I saw this coming, like what's going on right now. That to me was, I've been called a conspiracy theorist for 20 years just because I love to do research. I'm a big fan of research and normally I, I finish sitting in the middle somewhere. There's things that the the political left do that I agree with. There's things that the political right do that I agree with. So I'm normally, if you tend to do your own research with an unbiased opinion, you will normally sit in the middle somewhere. And this is where I am. But the news are a very good tool for propaganda. They They do tell you what they want you to believe, not the truth. Some do, some don't but it is a psychological tool that's been developed for more than 50 or 60 years and I think it's Malcolm X that said back in the 50s or in the 60s that the, if we let the if we let the news continue the way they're going right now they will be able to make the guilty look not guilty and the non-guilty look guilty it's all about the angles so it's I won't lie, I stopped watching the news about a year ago. Within this pandemic, I was looking at it and it seems to me that it made no sense. Like all I was hearing is the fear portion of things. They never speak about the the love portion. Like, the, And this is what bothers me the most is really, I'm a very loving person. I'm To give you an example, I'm the type of person that in the middle of the pandemic, I walked around Montreal with signs with free hug signs and I've been giving hugs to strangers for the past year or so and I've given thousands upon thousands upon thousands of hugs in the middle of a pandemic just because I'm not say- and don't get me wrong I'm not saying the pandemic doesn't exist I'm not saying that the virus doesn't exist but what I'm saying is I will not let fear dictate how I live my life I don't choose the cards that people that that I'm dealt, but I will choose the reaction to those situations, and I, and I choose not to be scared. I choose to just follow my heart, and in forty years of life, my heart has never been wrong—not once. Yeah. It's always been right. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, and that's and that's down to, and when we say heart, that's down to a mixture of the heart and the mind in it, because it's to do with intuition and what how we feel inside. Um, you know we have a feeling of this person might not be right or that thing might not be right and then we go with some people do some people don't have that t- intuition it, it, it's a case of whether you are connected spiritually to the spiritual world in a, in a sense and you have a and then you have a certain feeling towards a certain person if some, it, it goes back to that thing it's funny how they have movies and the movies the movies show something but they don't show it in the way, how can I put it? The show it in a in a kind of ironic way, um, and the sound is, they send you messages. So I don't know if you remember there's there's a film I think it was Mister Glass I think it was where he walks as it Bruce Willis and he walks past when he, somebody walks past yep. him he can feel and that what that is is that's we see that we're looking at the film we're looking at as super as a superpower or whatever but it's not it's in it's on it's in on us all but we've got to tap into that we have to find a way to tap into how do we interact with someone. And if somebody, if we don't... And I remember my mum saying to me, um, somebody will come to the door and she goes, oh, my... Basically, she's saying saying her gut feeling with this person wasn't a good feeling for this per- with this person. Yeah. And that's intuition. That's, that's the same thing What the, 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 that, that Mr Glassing was showing. It's actually showing that, well, you know, this person is is not a good person or whatever it may be um, so your.
1: but there's two before you go on there's two parts to what you said though love that movie by the way the, the original one with uh, uh, is it ir- it's not irreversible what's the name Unbreakable 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 yes. is Unbreakable, the original yes. one and to me it is a brilliant brilliant movie yeah, yeah. absolutely brilliant it's something that people need to watch and see it for not a science. It's not a science no, fiction movie. No, it's if, as the what's the name of the guy, uh, the actor that plays uh, Mr. Glass, um, Samuel, I
0: mean, Bruce Willis,
1: Samuel L. Jackson, explains in the movie, uh, yeah. there is somebody like me that my bone breaks so easily. There has to be somebody on the completely other end of the spectrum that his bones do not break at all and it's only it it only makes sense that this is the case to today but the brilliant point that he makes after saying that is chances are that that person doesn't even realize that he's like that because it has never affected him one day in his life he's banged himself so many times that he takes it for granted that his bone doesn't break but he's probably never put any thought into the fact that his bones don't break because it doesn't affect him on a daily mm-hmm. day base compared to the Samuel L. Jackson character where he barely falls on his knees and he's gonna shatter his own leg. Yeah, yeah. And the the second thing that you mentioned that's beautiful is the intuition, however you want to call it. I call it the the voice of my, my, my heart, what it talks to me it's your intuition. How yeah. it's all the same yeah, however you want to
0: call yeah, it you, saying, you yeah.
1: can call it your You can call it your subconscious mind that's trying to talk to you, if you will. But I think that unfortunately, and it comes back to what I was saying, I refuse to live in fear because all the years that I've lived in fear, I could not hear my intuition. I could not hear my heart because I was too focused on the fear and the fear to your body is like a drunk idiot. That's just screaming. The fear is screaming in your head, day in, day out, telling you what you can and cannot do, what you should and shouldn't do. So it completely eradicates the voice of your intuition. And you'll never be able to hear your intuition until you go apart with those fears, until you make peace with the fact that being scared is totally normal. But you cannot let those fears dictate your day to day choices. My fears do not tell me what I can and cannot do. I tell them what they can and cannot do to me. I hold that power. And that's why, that's what people, I think this is one of the biggest disconnect that we see in today's society is most people do not listen to themselves. They are too worried, being scared about everything. Turn off your TV, turn off your radio, Clean the people that are in your immediate surrounding. Stop confiding in people that are jealous, that will not be there for you. People that are just... You know, there's two types of people in life. You can literally take everybody that you'll ever meet in your life and segregate them in two different categories. People that are there to help you, people that will elevate you, and people that will drag you down. And unfortunately it's not a 50-50% ratio. No. There's probably 90% to 95% of people you're gonna meet in your life that don't care about you. They really do just care about you because you bring something to their lives. But the day you start growing, the day you start get being a better person, being more successful, they will be the first people to talk against you, to talk in your back, to say how lucky you were to get that break. Yeah. They'll never give you credit for the work that you put in, and then the other five to ten percent of people will be there to mentor you, to coach you, to help you, to elevate you to the status that they're at, because they know that the more great people you surround yourself with, the greater that group is. Yeah,
0: that's fantastic. And, and you know, I hear what you're saying, and, and, and you're right because um, I've yeah, well, you know, my story is you know I could talk about my story in another time, but. Um I found the reason why I started this podcast is that I felt there was a for years because I'm a I'm an introvert so I'm a bit of a deep thinker. So I'd analyse so many things. <laughs> I analyse certain so many things. And over the years, um I've seen patterns that the 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 world is going in a certain way, or not the world or people, and you know, the why why why, the, why do more men commit suicide than, you know, why is it more men are more likely to commit suicide? Why are we more likely to take drugs? Why are we more likely to commit crime? You know, there's a certain disconnect in society. And, and like you say, a lot of it could be boiled down to things like fear, the fear of losing a job or money. Money is a big one, um, a, a, a really powerful one. This is that, that's that's one thing. and And somewhere along the line, somebody, whether, whether it be governments or whatever it is, has put that fear into people of, of, and what happens is when you put that fear into people, they, for, they, forget what they they forget who they really are. So if they if they wanted to be like you said, if you want if they, if they wanted to be connected, or if they wanted to, They become selfish, if they wanted to help you, they can't or they don't want to. And so what happens is there's a faction of society that is driving. Um, a wedge between that world, the spiritual world, and how we live at the moment, and that's what, and um, and that's really one of the reasons why I started the podcast because I wanted to hear people's stories, and I want the world to hear people's stories of how they became, how they, how are they, what are the things that they had to overcome to become who they are. Um, so let's talk about um, you as a child, because um, I'm sure some of this thing, what you've got in you now. And if you, you probably look back on the, listen back to the podcast, or if you already know that there'd be things from your childhood that you would have overcome to get to who you are now. And, and some of those things are who you were. So let's talk about your childhood. You're, you're growing up in, um, in Canada. What was what was it, your life like for you growing up?
1: Well, we're talking about which, which age, because they, as per psychologists, they say that your mind is pretty much formed or maybe not form but the way you will become will be chosen between zero and five years old. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you go through during those age will dictate what you will become in, uns- uns- uh, in your subconscious. Yeah. It, it's possible to go through it. You can change the way you were raised to become a better person yeah. but if you never choose to <clears throat> All those choices are pretty much dedicated between zero and five years. You will become the person your parents raise you to be, basically, as yeah. bad as bad as this sounds. Yeah. Um, you know, I come from, I would say lower class, middle, like my, my dad was an engineer, but he didn't make that much money. Yeah, yeah. He was never around either. He was always gone. I'm a military brat. Right. Both my mother and my dad were military. And my dad was never around. Like, I don't have a lot of recollection of my biological dad as as a child. And when my parents got divorced around, what, 14, 13 years old, he basically vanished. I saw him a few times and he moved to the complete opposite of Canada. And I think he died. I was 29 years old. And I think from basically 15 to 29, I had saw him a handful of time and by the time I think the last time I saw him I was 19 years old so by the time he died it had been 10 years since I saw him and I think the last time I spoke to him I was 21 years old so I can resume my childhood or my teenage years as a guy that, that all men look for mentors no matter if you realize it or not We all look for mentors. This is one big difference that women and men have. Women are gatherers. They like to have families. If you look at any functional family, I guarantee you it's because of the woman. The woman that's the head of that family, it's a maternal thing. They're there to care. They will keep the family together. But if you look at a young man, he needs guidance. He needs to understand. You know, there's a principle that talks about how a woman is never doubted to be a woman. As long as she becomes, as she's capable, but as bad as this sounds, as long as a woman is, has her period, she's considered to be a woman. She's now able to bear childs. She is a woman. But a man needs to prove himself. A man, why do you think all the tribes, you look at history, all the tribes had rite of passage men had to prove that they were men no matter how they chose to do it we have to prove that we're men and if you do not have a father present like the way i was you will find one you will look for mentors in all the wrong places what the hell did i know at 14 years old about choosing somebody to mold myself after so i i won't lie i sold drugs i did a lot of drugs i sold them I was very violent. I did a lot of partying. I quit school. I think I dropped out of school. I was 15 years old and I started and I stayed with my mom for another year or so. And then I left on my own. But all I did from 14 to 20 years old is literally do drugs, sell them, party and be violent. That was basically all I did because all the mentors that I had were all in. That was the type of life they were living so i was molding myself after the people i admired yeah
0: yeah and at, at the lower age say five and upwards before all yeah before the, the what were you, were you looking back now do you were you recognizing that your father wasn't around and and were you admiring then your mum, your mother
1: i i can't say that I was conscious that my dad wasn't around. Yeah. I come from a very very small town, so I was. My mom used to lead, to let us play outside. <clears throat> like thir- if you look at 35 years ago or 30 ish years ago, playing outside, being inside was a consequence of you doing something wrong. Yeah. In my childhood, my mother would kick us out, go play, and I'd had some friends. We lived near the forest, so we played. Outside, in the woods, we played sports my whole ch- I think I started playing basketball I was five years old. Yeah, yeah. I discovered a basketball and I started dribbling. So I spent my whole childhood... All I recollect from my childhood is playing outside and playing sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember my dad not being there. It's really just as an adult that I realized that he wasn't. But as a child, I was so preoccupied with sports that nothing else really
0: mattered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At what age then would you say, looking back, did you start to recognise that your father wasn't there? What, If you look back now and think, well, there was a time then that... This, uh, what what age were you when you start to recognise... Uh, obviously, we mature, we mature and we go to, you know, in our 19, 20 or whatever, but I'm talking about... Do you recognise it even maybe at 11, 12, 13, or were you still in that zone of just playing?
1: I think I realized around 15 years old when my mother, because my parents had been having a lot of problems for very, for, for many years, but they never argued in front of us. That's something that they did well. They never argued. We were not aware that they were having problems. So I think by the time they got divorced, they haven't been together for two years. But they were trying to sell the house and it took forever to sell it. So they had to stay together for monetarily reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I only realized that my dad wasn't a great dad when my mom found another man that she ended up being with him from me being 15. He died about five years ago. So they were together for 20 years. And when I saw the way he treated my mother the way he treated me the way he treated my sister how he was always around this is where I realized I'm like okay when you have something and you have nothing else to compare it to it's very hard for you to know that one thing is better than the other yeah, yeah. but when I saw the way that man wanted to be with me the way he was with my sister and my mother I realized that there was a big lack of my father wasn't there when I was young
0: this yeah, is yeah. when I realized it. yeah and so would you have, At that age then Would you have With this new person Coming into your life Would you have There's a part of you That still wants your father And But you want your mum To be happy But this person's Treating you well Is Was there sort of like a You know uh, Not an implosion But a, 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 What would you think What was your mind where, where was your mind Going heading there This person likes you he, He's treating you well But then not your father was there any point where you say oh you know this is is not my father you know know, was there any sort of was you know this person isn't your father in your mind what are you What's you must have had loads of things going off in your mind as a teen
1: at that point it was too late he tried i did not get along with that man until my 20s Mm. like from 14 to 20 years old i was hurt like looking back i was hurt the person that's supposed to be there for you never was and i was not interested in somebody else filling up that role it was not i was not listening i was not paying attention i did not care at this point i thought i knew better because i was deep down i thought i knew better but it's simply because i was hurt i wasn't looking to listen to anybody that made sense if Whatever he said did not resonate with me at all. Yeah. So I decided not to pay attention and separate myself from them.
0: Yeah. isn't it funny genetics. Genetics is genetics is a, is a is a is a, such a powerful thing because you just said then that even though this person was there, you couldn't even if this person was doing the right things, you just couldn't really. Is there something about it, the lack of connection with this person, knowing that you've already got a a father because gen- genetically we're, we're, kind of, we're meant to be like our fathers we're meant to be like, um, like our mothers and fathers but in a sense as a man we're meant to be like our fathers and if we don't have that thing from our father there's a disconnect I know that because I never I never had a role model I never had my you know even now <laughs> well that's another story that's another day so I can feel what you're saying there and it, and it manifests itself Particularly at that age, around fourteen, fifteen age, where that's a, a, another. That's a, that's actually a development age. That's actually the next stage of development. Fourteen, fifteen. They say in because in, I've been in professional football for a long time, and they say the development age is around thirteen, fourteen. Before that is around nine, ten, and then the next stage is fourteen, fifteen. So in a sense, then you everything that your next stage of the with the with. The, the you know the drugs and everything like that that would have been a manifestation of what happened when you were 14 and 15 then your anger mm-hmm. boiling over would you say
1: would absolutely it. it's how the per you know how can you make peace with the fact that the person that's supposed to take care of you to show you what it is to be a man does not want to take that responsibility How are you supposed to react when developing? You don't even understand who you are, but one thing that you know is that you're not good enough for that person to take care of you. This is basically the message that your subconscious receives. You're not good enough for that person, so why would you care? Why would you even care? So I think it's as bad as this sounds, it's just self-destruction it's you don't know any better so why why care? yeah I yeah. think that's what it comes down yeah, to it is yeah
0: and your how was your relationship with your your mom at that time around that time you know um,
1: it it at that time I was <clears throat> at that time I was really happy in a way that my mom gave me a lot of freedom yeah. she knew that there's nothing she could do to stop me from doing because she was aware one thing i never done i never lied to my mother so my mother knew what i was doing she knew i was getting in trouble and she never i I loved my i I loved the way my mother treated me at that age because i felt i could do pretty much anything i wanted because my mother did not know how to deal with the way that i was looking back at it now i'm almost 40 years old and Looking back at it now, I realize that my mother enabled me. My mother allowed me to become that... Uh, I, I'm going to try not to swear, but my, my mother will... My mother did allow me to become the person that I become, to become problematic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She... Because one thing... That, that's another thing that I see a lot in today's society and for some reason we never hear about it if we have the highest rate of separation of divorce i think it's more than 50 50. i think you have by getting married 50 percent chance you're gonna get divorced and most of the time if you look at the statistics the man does not get to see their kids the way they would want to see them because i know here at least in north america especially in canada the system is made for the, the woman to raise the child. And unfortunately, a lot of those women will remove the men from the situation because the relationship did not go well. So at the end of the day, who pays for that is a child. Yeah. But one thing that I've come to realize is, if I look at my situation, for example, my mom did not, remove my dad from the equation, he decided not to be there. That being said, it was my mom's responsibility to find a role model for me. It, as a parent, she should have known that I would need guidance. I would need a mentor. I would need a guide, whatever you want to call it. I needed a strong man to be around, to show me the ropes, to show me what it means to be a man. That was her responsibility. So we can't take away. We we have to be careful to. It's okay to be a one-unit family if that's the case, and you end up to you end up being uh, a single woman raising a boy. That's fine. I know that they're gonna do their best for that son to become the best person it can be. But one thing to keep in mind: it is your responsibility as a parent to find a strong role model, a friend, an uncle, a dad, whoever it is. You need to put mentors in front of that child, or else he will look for others to show him yeah. what it is to be a man. And we're seeing it today. Look at today's society; no. No. young men are troublesome because they do not have role models that they should
0: follow. Yeah, yeah. And do you do you think as well that another side to this as well? Do you think that she gave you leeway, or you know? The opportunity to, to 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 you know to get, go out and do whatever you're doing because in in another sense in a, in, a, in her head that that's probably what you needed i don't know i don't know maybe i'm thinking the alternative was for her maybe she's I, I, she's thinking i'm not going to tread on his toes i'm going to let him do what he needs to do, and then that will make him happy. If you see what I mean, I'm wondering I, that, I wonder. I if that was part of it as well. I don't. Know, I don't know. It's a good question. I think there's a bit of both.
1: I think she thought it. It's what I wanted. Yeah. But also at the same time, I believe that it was easier for her at the same time. Yeah. I think it was a bit of both because I do have a sister that's a year and a half younger than me, and she never she never had any of the issues she's not she has not gone through she was she stayed in school she she's a smart girl and she never went through what i went through so i don't know if my mother decided to dedicate more time to her because it was easier i don't know and i'm and again hopefully people don't don't think that i blame my mother for this i don't blame her I don't blame her at all, whatsoever. No, no, no. It's really just looking back sometimes. I, I'm not somebody that lives with uh, regrets. I don't regret things that I've done because there's nothing I can do about it. I can't change that. No. But I learned from them and it's just... I think there was a mix of both. Going back to your question, I think it was easier for me and it was also easier on her. Yeah, yeah. I'm, because I'm she might not wanted the headache. She did not know how to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She That's did not have the tools to deal with
0: me either and that's and that's and i wasn't i wasn't counteracting what you're saying i am just thinking because then i start to yeah, think, yeah. i start to think deeper and i start to think well i wonder if then because she hasn't got the tool, yeah like you said she hasn't got the tools maybe that's her best yeah. way of dealing with it by letting you letting you um go out there and and be free but on the other hand how much how much freedom should i give him and probably and who knows um but yeah, I, you know, I wasn't kind of thinking, I was just looking at that in a in a kind of, in another way. Um, so then let's talk about, you know, because I know there's time. Let's talk about the, what, when was the first time that you started to get into the drugs and, and, you know, looking back now, obviously you can see that you could probably feel that, oh yeah, there was anger there. I was doing this because of this, this and this reason. What, what was it, when was the first, one of the first time that you started doing this and then you realised, you know, you know, am I doing? What am I doing wrong? What what what's happening to me? Is this spiraling out of control?
1: Fourteen. That's what fourteen years old. I met a guy that was a bit older than me, and he introduced me to that whole thing, like I'm gonna, partying. I'm going to stop
0: you right there. I'm going to stop you right there. I was going to say, when you said yeah. earlier, and I know this, we we as we as boys, and we were boys then. We look to, and girls do it as well. Because there's some girls who will look to an older person, an older man. Yep. And we look uh-huh. as a as a boy, we look to an older man who has because we haven't got a role model, so we look for somebody outside, somebody from the, on the street or wherever, and we look for somebody to. This person comes with this kind of guidance and and this that other, and we look up to them, thinking, oh, we can. Maybe this person could be, you know, this my role model. So yeah, just carrying. I'm just thinking like that. So yeah, yeah we'll carry on.
1: It, it's really one of those things that I met him. He lived his life a certain way, so I mimicked the way he lived his life. Yeah. When school got in the way of the life I wanted, I decided to stop because to me it was more important to do what I was doing than to learn, because I did not understand. I never operated well in the education system. I'm, I am i don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm an, I read probably 30 books a year. I'm a very educated person, but on my own terms. I'm not somebody that you... My mind does not work in a way that you can put me in a classroom and tell me those are the guidelines and you need to respect them. My brain does not work that way. Tell me that I should learn a certain subject. Leave me alone and I'll come back and I'll probably know more about it than you will. Because I am somebody that loves to do research. And I do hours upon hours upon hours of research every day. It's just that my brain did not operate. I-, I don't operate well in the classroom. So I just decided to stop because it wasn't satisfying to me. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, I knew what I wanted to do. My, I wanted to make money. And the easiest way to make money for me was to sell. So it was just it was just that simple. It, back when I was 14 years old, rap was becoming popular. Like in it was starting, and I'm a big to this day I love rap. Absolutely love love rap. But what do they and I will not blame them for anything, it's me that listen. But at one point back in those days, 14, when I was fourteen, you were looking at NWAs, you were looking at some NAS, you were looking at all the guys that were real gangsters you're not talking about the bunch of rappers today that comes from rich families you're talking about guys that live in the ghetto so i glorified that life and so did that guy so i was listening to that music and those words i was hearing and to me they made sense so i decided to listen and unfortunately i listened for what six years it's not until i was 20 years old that a decision i I was at a crossroad in my life. I I was getting evicted from the apartment that I was. I had an opportunity for, I don't want to say a job, but I had an opportunity to dig my hole even deeper. I, was, I had been offered from going from selling to producing. This is the step that I was at. When I was 20 years old, somebody offered me a way to make a lot of money but not selling anymore producing the merchandise and i was getting evicted from my house and i had a conversation with my mother and she was telling me somehow she called me out of the blue just to say if you ever need a place to stay you know that our house is always open so i i was at that crossroad and I don't know how my mom knew, call it intuition, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. Mother intuition, she just called me to say that if I needed something, I was. she was there. And instead of digging deeper, I took the resolution to stop everything I was doing. I, I went from, I, got, I removed all of my friends. I on, Overnight, I stopped smoking, I stopped taking drugs, I stopped drinking. I went back to my mother. I went back to school. This is all overnight, just because of one single phone call that was placed at the right time. Yeah. So the, this is, I'm, I'm very happy that I've always had a very strong sense of intuition. And I tend to be able, I listen to people. If people tell me something, I will sit down and as you were saying earlier, I analyze what people say. I analyze what people do and I just thought about it and I made my decision that day and it changed me completely. My twenties were completely changed because of that single phone call. I went back to school. I did a little technical college uh, education. I've been in sales now for in technical sales for more than 12 years. I'm the only one in my team that's not an engineer. But you know what, I make the same salary as they do. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm at the top of my field in what I can do. And all due to one single phone call, that changed everything just because I was ready to listen. At that specific moment, I listened and I completely, completely changed the person I be- I was supposed
0: to become. Yeah, and, and during the 20s then, um, your relationship with your dad, or non relationship, or what, however you want to put it, did that get closer, or was it was it until he died? What what happened there?
1: No, no, my I never had a relationship with my dad in my twenties. Like I said, I I did not see him once in my twenties. I only spoke to him once during my twenties. Oh, but yeah. my stepfather, which I I have I have my biological dad and I have my dad, but when I speak about my dad, it's my stepfather. Right, okay. he, in my 20s, I realized the value that that man had. I, he's the greatest human being I've ever met. He made me who I am today just by being there for me, just by resonating with me, just by sitting down and making me think about my actions, about my words, about the way that I thought. And during my 20s, I, it's him. He, he was there for me the whole time during my 20s and it changed it completely that phone call and my dad and my stepdad or my dad however you want uh, i'll call him my dad call but it's my dad, stepdad yes. yeah that's your dad how he decided to be there yeah. no matter what and he changed me completely 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 changed to the, everything there's not one thing i cannot credit to him
0: And it's almost like you've you you've kind of gone in, say full circle because, like you said, when you speak about now you, you speak when we when we go for a journey, and we're talking about it, we you know we we can give facial expression, our voice changes, and it's not until we come round like you said there you start to speak fondly, whereas before it was when you're in fourteen you're not speaking fondly of this you know, all these things whirlwind things happening, and then. You get into your 20s things change and then you start to speak fondly um of your dad um in terms of you was anything it, when your biological dad died how did that affect you or did it affect you or was it was in questions unanswered or
1: no no not at all it was one of those things that happened you know i strongly believe that you need To live the consequences of your actions and by him leaving he made a choice that was a conscious choice no matter if he enjoyed the the what it did in the long run that he he wasn't able to see his children that was a conscious decision that he took but at the same time i i met somebody greater that decided to take his place so my when my biological dad died I didn't read I don't wanna say I didn't care because of course I cared. He's still my biological dad, but yeah. I my dad was right next to us when we went to the funeral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, the guy that died was not my dad. The guy that died is somebody that allowed me to live to, to be born, but my dad was still sitting right next to me.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay, and how you got into how long have you been
1: doing martial arts uh, well I did martial Arts as a kid I did karate as a child and then I discovered basketball so I, I I completely stopped until I was probably 20 years old and holy man I'm just realizing I'm getting older I'm almost <laughs> I'm turning 40 in a few months so <laughs> I I've been doing martial art for 15 to 20 years some was somewhere along those lines right, okay
0: and and what made you get into that martial arts in particular um in you know in martial arts that you're doing more time that what might you get into that
1: uh T-rum-t-rum. trial and error really really just trial and error from from the beginning i was looking i was trying i, I tried anything from karate taekwondo i tried boxing i tried kickboxing uh i tried uh, Japanese jiu-jitsu. One day I fell on somebody talked to me about Muay Thai. I found a gym that was teaching it. I just fell in love yeah, yeah, with yeah. Muay Thai. It spoke to me. So I'm a big fan of Muay Thai. I love Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And I'm also an instructor in Krav Maga. So I love Krav Maga as well. I'm uh, that's one that's one I'm, I'm a big...
0: big that's one thing I would like to take that? that's one thing I'd like to take up Krav Maga. I, I, I love the idea that you have to smooth Krav Maga and I've, that's one thing I'd like to take up Krav Maga
1: well see that there's most of the martial arts now have been destroyed in the way they're taught they're not authentic anymore it's become a sport Yeah. they one of my biggest grievance with martial art is they lost the spiritual aspect of the martial art if you look at uh, Muay Thai for example it is depth in spirituality from Buddhism yeah. If there's so many traditions that westerners will never understand there's there's blessing there's prayers before you step in a ring when you walk into the ring you seal the ring you know why? because you're keeping the demons out yeah, yeah. like most of the people don't understand that martial art is only a, it's a way that was they credit martial art to have been created in China. The reason martial art was created is to temper yourself. It's to learn how to focus your energy, especially as a man. I can't even imagine growing up through the education system today. I'd be pumped with medication because I was too active. Yeah, yeah. I can only imagine what the kids are going through. So thousands of years ago, they probably noticed that little boys were have way too much energy so why not figure out a way to like to just eject that energy and what better thing that what do kids do put two little boys together at one point they're going to be wrestling they're going to be fighting they're going to be slapping each other they're going to be roughhousing i think is the term that people use so why not put technique behind it to be proficient at what you do while having respect for your partner having respect for your instructor having respect for however you want to call it the source god whatever created this planet there is spirituality behind everything and martial art is just an expression of spirituality but unfortunately that's being that that's not being taught anymore well at least not in the western world not in canada in the the U.S. It's not. It's all about the sport.
0: Yeah, it's all about MMA and all the combat stuff and going back to gladiatorial days. Um, with so many things happening now, well, yeah. Because I've, I've done martial arts for 25 years. You see, I've done I'm a, I've done kung fu and karate for 25 years. So traditionally, I've been taught the traditional way, the traditional yep. spiritual, or that you know, just the connection with you know. Your feet planting in the ground, and, and you, you, your energy comes from the ground, and you know I've been taught, I've been taught all that, and what you see now, obviously, um, I'm not saying I'm not saying that you know no one's doing it, but like you say, what you see now, it's, it's become a sport now, and um, yeah. it's a, there's a sport element to it, and and you know and um, you know UFC and all that sort of stuff has kind of taken that on all on board, um, and I know you're short for time as well, because I mean, we've only got you know uh, you know short for time. I'd like to talk to you again. I I think you know we've connected, and I think this is this. I think we can talk about. Um, I want because I want to talk to you about. We can talk about this for hours, probably. I I can, I do, and I would. Yeah, definitely. We'll we'll do this again because I mean I know it's in an hour, and this could go on for 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 a long time. Um, so yeah, we'll do this for another time because I want to I want to talk to you again on the podcast. I want to talk to you about you know you being your journey into veganism and and uh-huh. you know and all these sort of things you know, we can talk hit upon that later on um and it's been sorry i mean i, I know you, you say you're in an hour but it's been brilliant talking to you and you know it's been fantastic talking to you about your journey and and how you've evolved to this person that you are now and i'd, I'd like to talk about that that part where you've involved evolved and another podcast so thank you for coming on
1: uh it it was a pleasure thank you very much i really really enjoyed our conversation Uh, i'll I'll gladly come back anytime you want yeah it's just let me hint that my veganism is only a stepping stone to my spirituality yeah yeah. it was just it's my spiritual journey it's because i love buddhism that i became vegan okay it's We'll that's interesting in itself yeah
0: we'll, we'll, yeah we'll definitely talk about that on the next one we'll definitely talk about that on the next <laughs> one and um before we go tell him that joke tell him the joke <laughs> <laughs> the, the one we're talking
1: about well it's funny because you don't see my t-shirt but you don't see my shirt made but... to be vegan
0: made to be vegan yeah
1: yeah uh, I have a brand, I have an apparel brand of all vegan uh, apparel and what I said before is you were saying that you, you didn't know if you ever had a vegan guest before and what I told you is how would you know that you that you're in the company of a vegan person? Don't worry, they'll tell you. <laughs> so if to, you had a vegan a vegan guest chances are
0: they would have told you they me. would have told you yes yeah definitely <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would, we'll, we'll speak on it we'll definitely i'm going to set one up soon because i want to talk to you again um about this absolutely thing and we could talk about um, many other things but and even though we can talk about one about martial arts as well that'd be a good one to talk about as well so um thank you for coming on and um chatting and uh you know i hope you enjoy the snow skiing and whatever you're going to be doing in the, <laughs> <laughs> making making um what do you call them what do you call them? snowmen uh, sort of stuff and snowmen yeah 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 but here right now it's what time is it now it's five o'clock it's gone dark and it's still around 20 25 26 here so it's, it's uh, still warm it's still warm.
1: <laughs> lucky you man lucky you i'm a deep sea diver i love to dive yeah so that's one thing i wish i lived in a weather where i could dive every day <laughs> oh man how I would love that and guess what but enjoy your
0: weather I'll try to enjoy mine. I guess what I'm gonna I'm going to um, make you even more jealous I live right next to a beach as well right um, next nice so yeah
1: (laughs) oh I'm not I'm not a jealous person if you saw the view that I I have behind me I know know I'm just messing I'm just messing with you enjoy the beach though I'll enjoy my snow (laughs)
0: okay alright take care have a good day thanks again speak to you